When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Then there's the Minnesota Vikings. They are still in need of a defensive coordinator. They have Brian Flores, uh, the assistant head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and linebackers coach. He is in Minnesota or meeting with Minnesota today for the vacant defensive coordinator job. Uh, yesterday, they uh, met with Mike Pettin, who is the top in-house candidate. I would expect Kevin O'Connell to also take his time and kind of wait for some of these other coaching moves to shake out before he hires a defensive coordinator. Pulling the room here real quick, without having been in the room for these interviews, Mike Pettin, Brian Flores, Sean Desai, Saints co-defensive coordinator guy. Who do you pick right now? Flores. Flores. Oh, I'm I'm torn between Desai and Flores. Desai. Oh my god, I think it's Desai for me, but Flores is very intriguing. I, I need to know more about Flores. I need to know. I think he got a really really crappy deal in Miami, but there are also some interesting stories about friction behind the scenes. You know. But, you know, maybe this team could use some of that. Yep. Maybe it's a little bit too kumbaya. We're all afraid to say what's really true. Maybe someone needs to come in here and call a spade a spade. My fear. So Flores is up for the Cardinals head coaching job, and it feels like he's going to get another chance soon. Yeah. I say Desai in part because I'd like stability. So I think Desai would be here for a few years at least, I think. Yeah, so like Flo- I, Flores has a good year, and he's yeah, going to get a head gone. coaching job. Yeah. So I would like some continuity here, um, and so that's part of why I say I think Desai, just for a DC job, if he brings what we want, might be the best choice. Okay. Well, this is Purple Daily. Thank you guys for making Purple Daily one of the most popular football podcasts in America in 2022, according to Apple. You guys are uh, amazing. We appreciate the Vikings community that you were helping us grow and build here. And um, continue to support our sponsors if you can. One of them is TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. It's a couple games on Sunday. You might want to fire up on the TCL TV. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. And a shout-out to the official craft beer of Purple Daily, Surly Brewing Company. Speaking of joy. 
if we're talking about joy, simplicity, there's nothing simpler than going to the liquor store and picking up any one of a number of great surly beers. You know, we start with Furious, but then we go down a line of just fantastic beers, including, of course, Before I Die. If you're not sipping on a surly on Sunday while watching the conference championship games, Sports Dad's got one question for you. What are you doing? And, of course, when you are, show us your cans. We always appreciate when when we see those surly cans either at Jay Zolgad or at Score North on Twitter. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, it's a feedback Friday here, which means we basically turn the keys to the show over to your questions, comments, concerns, critiques. And there are some critiques in here for sure. People that uh, have some thoughts about us. Um, and I feel like sometimes it's, you know, we, people joke that it's, uh, it's Kirk Cousins daily around here. We, you guys ever talk about anything besides Kirk Cousins and our, our rebuttal is always, well, he is the most popular, polarizing, highest profile figure on the most popular team in town. And we often gauge what we talk about based on your reaction. What do you consume? What do, what do this week? I swear to God, 30 to 40% of the questions that came in were about Kirk Cousins through the score North app, through, that's where we get most of our feedback here. So um, if Kirk Cousins' discussion is triggering for you, just a warning, we are going to go with several Kirk Cousins questions from different angles, some from Crusaders, some from people that want him gone. Let's start with this one from Bob, Bob Henry. If Kirk Cousins agreed to take a pay cut to give salary cap relief and help the team fill holes in their lineup, as long as the Vikings agree to, say, a five-year flexible, basically a lifetime deal that takes him to the end of his 30s, would you do it? And I'll be more specific. Let's say the Vikings and Kirk sat down and said, hey, this 13.5% of the cap thing is a real thing. No player ever being paid more than 13.5% of a team's salary cap. That team has never won a Super Bowl. Ever. Now, people say, what about the Rams last year, right? They had Jared Gu- So Stafford was like 10% or something cap hit, and then they were paying off Jared Goff to go play for the Lions. And if you want to use that loophole, that's fine. But then your argument becomes only one team in NFL history has ever— if you want to hitch your wagon to the one outlier, go ahead. But the, when you pay someone that much of a percentage of your cap, historically, there's either a zero or very, very, very little— percent chance you can win a Super Bowl. What if these two sides got together and said, hey, we've made enough money, generational money, and we're going to make a lot of money even with a different deal here. You tell us what the money is per the cap the next five years to keep it at 12% or lower so we can go get some veteran players to fill gaps in free agency. Mm -hmm. So for this year, it would be like 20, I want to say like 27 million or something. He'd have to take like a $10 million cut at least on the cap hit, I think the average annual value is the same. Um, would you be down for that? So for the contract is playing for cheaper. So how long is the contract then? Well, Bob says five years. I'll I'll say uh I'll say a three to four year extension. So uh, so you got the one year yeah, left, so and then okay. let's say two or three more years after that. But all of them would be nowhere near the highest paid quarterback. It would he'd be settling in. I know he's got kids to feed, only making like twenty or twenty-five million dollars a year. If it's a three-year contract, I'd consider that strongly. Here's my problem. I guess what I want to know is what does the franchise want? 
because if they want to be competitive and good but not great, I do it in a heartbeat. If you want to win playoff games and potentially win a Super Bowl, which is what this show would like to see, I probably move on after 2023. That's me. Um, Because of this, you are supposed to be able to identify your next quarterback. That's why these guys are here. Like they're in that building. If you had a if you had a checklist, Phil and Dex, if you had a checklist that said, give me three reasons why Kevin O'Connell got that job. One of the top ones is because he is an offensive guy that can identify a quarterback. So in my perfect world, I would move on because you know what? When you check the ball down on fourth and eight with your season on the line, you can't dismiss that completely. He, you know, Kirk goes back to being who Kirk is, but Kirk can win regular season games. I want more than that, but that's also why I missed a rebuild and the Vikings aren't. Uh, I have no interest in doing an extension that lowers the cap hit. My number one and two priorities here are riding out this contract and or getting him to waive the no trade and you move on this offseason. I'm I'm done here. I mean, we, we you, you've done about five to six seasons of it. You have one playoff win to show for it. Two trips to the playoffs, I guess. I mean, you were hand-delivered and gifted a 13-win season and a guaranteed wild-card round home playoff game, and you threw the ball to check down uh, on, on, on a fourth down. I know the defense was yeah. the biggest chunk of blame for this season and why it didn't advance in that game and weren't able to be considered legitimate contenders on championship weekend, which is taking place this weekend. I'm done here. I, 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 it was a fun experiment. They paid a quarterback a lot of money. But I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to turn the leaf and, and start a new chapter of Vikings football. You know what's funny is he was actually more to blame, quote-unquote blame, in 2018 and maybe even like parts of 2019 for not winning even more games and whatnot because that, that 18 team especially had, that, that was still one of the five best yardage defenses in the league and they had Diggs and Thielen on that team, both in their prime. Dalvin Cook, that team was actually loaded you could pick nits about the offensive coordinator and whatnot. But, like, to me, you look at that 18 team, you say, wow, you guys lost five more games with still a really good team. What happened there? And Kirk, Kirk just kind of soiled himself in some games late in spots through some bad interceptions. He's much less to blame for, like, their shortcomings now. I agree with the fourth and eight thing, and Alex Boone teed off on that on trenches, if you missed that episode that posted this morning. Um, so it's not necessarily about, like, Who's to blame for the Vikings, you know, not living up to what you thought they might do after winning 13 games? It's, it's To me, it's more, how do you fix this thing going forward? Can you do it with a 35-year-old sort of B-level quarterback making that much money? How do you untangle this now and make it better? And I just don't think you can unless he either takes less money or is gone and you have someone, you can sort of start over with a rookie scale. So my compromise would be, we'll extend you for one more year. So we'll keep you around for two more years. But both years have to be below that, let's say, 12% mark so that we can make the defense better. We can maybe go get you a center that, because Bradbury's a free agent, right? Um, But then Tim from Washington chimes in here and says, hey, guys, I've heard some fans callers referred to as old school. I guess that would make me the oldest school. I've been following Judd and Chip since the first ever uh, Star Star Tribune show. I've called into every variant of the old 1500 ESPN Viking shows and continue to listen to you guys on Score North every day. 
I still maintain that Judd and Dubay is some of the best sports radio of all time. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. <laughs> In other words, I think I have a pretty good sense of how you guys honestly feel about Vikings football. I understand that there are some things you don't say on the air because there are some unwritten rules about media etiquette. I, I don't think we pull punches. What? I mean, we don't, like, drop F-bombs, but... Uh, I understand that in order to maintain an audience, the show has to continue to come up with anything and everything to discuss, even if you're reaching for content by June. I do get it. With all that said, my question is, no matter what the Vikings do on offense, defense, or front office, does any of it matter if they continue to employ Kirk Cousins? Please answer this, keeping the mission statement of Purple Daily in mind, or we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Is Kirk Cousins checkmate? For your Super Bowl chances, regardless of all this other defense, cap, everything. Yeah, I've, I've said for a, a long time, I don't think he can win a Super Bowl. He's won one playoff game since he's been here, okay? But and, defense, but yeah, offensive but coordinator, but coach, two, but... 2018 and 19 were, uh, to, to your point, good, good teams. And look, 2018 was, a, uh, was an unfortunate harbinger of what was to come. Uh, now, has Kirk improved since 18? Absolutely. But you know what? I mean, Kirk, unfortunately, here here's the problem, and, and this isn't just a shot at Kirk. Kirk, unfortunately, symbolizes exactly what the Vikings have far too often been, which is at times very good, never great. And so, like, he is – he. If, if you were to do a logo, if you were to say, give me a Vikings logo of a player – like the perfect, and I'm not saying yeah. Moss or Jefferson. I'm saying 62 years now, correct? 62 years of Vikings football. So, give me, 62. give me a player's face to slap on the side of the helmet because that's going to, to basically tell us who this t- team is. Kirk yeah. Cousins is perfect. Kirk Cousins is perfect. He's exactly what the Wolves want. He's a nice Even guy. They don't know it. And he's, he's a, good. He's Minnesota nice, as Colin Cowherd said last week, right? And he's <laughs> Played good. That clip. You know what? Yeah. He was, you know, 13 wins, eight comeback wins in the fourth quarter. He was damn good. Um, unfortunately, until he proves me wrong and he's come nowhere close of being on a team, I don't think he can win a Super Bowl. He can't even right now get to a conference championship. Game. I think what's hard here is the last two years, just looking at like the five years of Kirk, the last two or three years, the defenses have been really bad for the Vikings. So it's just it's it's kind of a built-in and rightfully so. He 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 helped carry this team to 13 wins despite having one of the worst defenses in the NFL, right? And he deserves credit for that. Just like he maybe helped keep the Vikings by just he's always been sort of uh tank proof, if you will. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he's been, Washington, Minnesota, you're going to be solid with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. You're going to win seven, eight, nine games minimum. If you get enough of an infrastructure, now you can win 13 games. You're not going to win two games, three games with Kirk as your quarterback because he's a, he's a competent to sometimes very good professional NFL quarterback. So I think what's tough is that people who scream, but the defense, but the defense, forget about the first two years where he was brought in and the, and the 2018 defense was the fourth best yardage defense, ninth best scoring defense. The 2019 defense was the fifth best scoring defense. The fifth best scoring, they had like top five defenses the first two years. Yep. And they won um, eight games in the regular season the first year. 
and they won, I think it was 11 games uh, the second year, and then got smoked in the divisional round, no chance against the 49ers. So it just kind of feels like whether you put a great defense out or whether you don't, he still has come nowhere close at all to a Super Bowl or even really nowhere close to the championship round. Is all of it his fault? Not necessarily, but he's just like not the piece that's he's not the Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes piece that's going to get you in contention on Championship Sunday on a regular basis. That's that's been the problem. And we don't have to have have you have you caught on to the fact that with that elite group of QBs, we don't have to make excuses. Joe Burrow has had some crappy offensive lines. Yeah, you know we don't have to say, but the offensive line. Um, so, so like if you want for a quarterback or a player like Kirk, there's always an excuse. There's always going to be an excuse. The fact is with a quarterback that Kevin O'Connell needs to eventually find, hopefully soon, there won't have to be excuses. Yeah. I'm kind of too, like, I'm kind of at the point where it's all kind of crystallized for me in terms of how you actually stay in contention on a regular basis or how you build a powerhouse team. You either have a top five guy that might be in the Hall of Fame at some point and pay him whatever. Like the Bengals have maybe that guy and they're paying him nothing. The Chiefs have that guy and now they have to pay him like $40 million a year. But he's so good, you can lose a Tyree kill. You can lose pieces on defense. You cannot have a top 10 defense. And you can still win like 12 or 13 games because that dude is incredible, Patrick Mahomes. Um, The Bills and Josh Allen... Winning a bunch of regular season games, I think you have to. You have, they paid him, and you probably have to pay a guy like that. The top five quarterbacks, maybe six, you just have to sort of swallow hard, pay him, and go lean on the rest of the roster. Anyone beyond that, like the Dak Prescotts and the Derek Carrs and the Kirk Cousins and the Jimmy Garoppolo's and all these dudes, like Daniel Jones is up for a contract. You got to draw a line. You'd you'd rat you'd you'd almost rather just like get really cheap and take a flyer on the next like cheap Daniel Jones. Like you can win with cheap Daniel Jones. You're not going to win with twenty five, thirty, forty million dollar Daniel Jones. You can win with cheap Kirk Cousins. I don't know if you can win a Super Bowl, but I'd rather just go find like the next Kirk Cousins. Who's the next third or fourth round guy that you can like groom and pay a million dollars to instead of thirty six, and then go get a monster. Go get a slot corner. Go get an edge rusher, right? Like I, these, There has to be a reckoning at some point with the non-elite quarterbacks that make ridiculous money. It's handcuffing your organization. You also need to find this. And the Niners have damn near perfected it, but there needs to be a certain amount of pressure on your offensive-minded coach where you can plug and play, guys, too. I mean, keep in mind. As pleasant a surprise and as great a story as Brock Purdy is, he's a seventh-round pick, last pick in the entire draft. He is the third quarterback to start this season for for San Fran, and they are in the NFC title game, okay? Why? Because their defense is awesome. They built it. Because their offense is awesome. Because they have different ideas of how to use players. I, I Kyle Shanahan, unfortunately for him, is involved in one of the biggest meltdowns, if not the biggest single meltdown in in Super Bowl history. All of that being said, look at what they've done. Look at what they are doing. Look at the fact that they can plug and play guys and win football games, which ultimately, I don't care who your quarterback is. If you're winning, okay, tell me how. And, And that's where 
I don't think that you went out and hired O'Connell to say, okay, and now status quo is great. The will sort of said that for a year, but I'm hoping that they allow O'Connell now to function in a way where we can see, okay, you know what? This guy was a good hire because his, his infrastructure, he's taken it now and developed it and it works. Yeah. Uh, East coast. Chris comes in here and says just if, if, and when they do move on at some point, and there's a lot of fear, I think about be careful what you wish for. You could wind up with something horrible. Right. And he says, people need to calm down. Here's some info you can use for the uh, can't move on from a good quarterback because we'll be bad people out there. He says in the past 30 years, the Vikings have only had nine losing seasons. So they had the three and 13 train wreck, Leslie Frazier, right? They had a couple yep. uh, five and 11s. They were six and 10, three times. This is a 30 year time period, seven and nine, twice, eight, and nine, once the seven and nine and the eight and nines. Those are not like, so over, over 30 years, they've basically had, Six seasons that you would say, ooh, that's Browns-like or, yeah, Lions-like. Some of these franchises have decades straight of that, right? The Raiders, the Browns, the Buccaneers had a stretch there for a while. Yeah, Lions. And he said, oh, did I mention the team has had more than 20 quarterbacks start a game in that 30-year stretch. People need to stop with the fear-mongering. With or without Kirk, this team will be... Just fine. And I agree with that. This this franchise has a history of at least maintaining relevance and finding good rosters and people to run the front office. And so, and by the way, like, there will be enough. If you move on from Kirk, there's going to be another Kirk. His name is like Derek Carr. There's always guys you can just, like, find to give you 4,000 yards and give yourself a chance to, like, win eight or nine games if you can't find that young quarterback. And the Vikings have been the kings of finding that exact quarterback. Randall Cunningham, Warren Moon, Jim McMahon back in the 90s. You know, um, Gus Farratt helped them win 10 games one time. So, all right, I got got one more here on the Kirk front, and then we can move on to other topics. So Doc chimes in. Facts. uh, The title of this email, by the way, is uh, Kirk Derangement Syndrome. It says, facts do not care about your feelings. Fact. Since 2018... Kirk has not been among the top 10 to 15 checkdown quarterbacks. In fact, Kirk has taken more hits than any quarterback in the past 20 years. He has taken a lot of hits. I don't know if he's taken the most hits, but he's taken a lot of hits. That's, that's true. Okay. Um, quarterbacks are 2-103 and 103 when losing at halftime. Kirk has both those wins. Well, that's not true. Quarterbacks probably, aren't two and one hundred three when losing at halftime. Probably, um, well, he has like he's he's probably by missing the caveat down by, 20 down by points or something. seventeen or something twenty. I don't okay. know. It's probably he does, does have, have the, two of those. He does have the greatest fourth quarter comeback or mm-hmm. uh, comeback in NFL history. It's true. Yeah. Uh, fact: Kirk has led thirty-one fourth quarter comebacks in his career, which is tied for ninth with John Elway, known as the clutch comeback king. Uh, that is that is not a fact. He does not have 31 fourth-quarter comebacks. He is not tied with Elway. He has 22 fourth-quarter comebacks, tied for 26th all-time, which is very good, just behind luminaries like Jake Cutler, Dave Craig, Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, and Drew Bledsoe. Mm. So if he can just get a couple more fourth-quarter comebacks, he might be able to catch Andy Dalton or Jake Cutler. So you're reading the facts, but the facts aren't the facts. 
Um, he does go on to mention that the coaches Kirk has beat in his com- his comebacks are it's quite the list. Uh, John Harbaugh, Sean McVay, Sean Payton, Bill Belichick. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, I agree. So, but those aren't Doc, Doc, Doc. You got you got to check your facts, guy. <laughs> He's not tied with John Elway. So what are we? But he's not tied with John Elway for fourth quarter comebacks, dude. What are you? Come on, dude. But so is Doc? <laughs> is Doc a Kirk fan or a Vikings fan? It sounds like he's a Kirk fan. Like I think he, I think he just hates Mackie and Judd. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, like we've dealt with. I, we have to figure out what do we want here? Because if you're a Kirk fan, this year was great. Knock yourself out. If you're a Vikings fan, yeah. what's best for the Vikings? What's best for the Vikings? And you know what? Aside from facts or non-facts or made-up facts about Kirk Cousins, the thing, too, is he's an aging quarterback. So at some point in time here, you got to find a new one. Yeah. It's just, uh, I guess my comeback to all of this, like with the Kirk thing, is I'm open to a conversation if he makes less money. I'm open to a conversation. The age, like you said, the age is getting in the way here now. He's not 32 anymore. He's going to be 35. So. Um, but if if he wants to continue to just squeeze the grapefruits of the Vikings front office and every yeah. other team to get the most possible money, that hurts. Prove to me historically that that works as a Super Bowl blueprint. the The onus isn't on the people saying this needs to stop, because what we're saying is based on historical NFL data, this is not a Super Bowl blueprint. This is checkmate. So you need to prove on the other side. No, no, no. You can pay one of your 53 players that amount of money. Now, there is a Justin Jefferson conversation to be had at some point, and and we'll do actually more of that over on uh, Mackie and Judd today. But, I don't know, just like, unless, until someone does it, and I don't, I don't really want to hear the Rams, because, like, the Rams is a loophole. It's like, the, right. the, the, yeah, the Rams yeah. is, if you want to get into, like, dead money, okay, let's talk about, like, dead cap money and, well, the Rams were paying Jared Goff too. Okay, but a lot of other teams have had like twenty million in dead cap with other positions. Yeah. So, the point stands. By the way, real quick, we still direct people thanks to our friends, the crazy Canadian cousins Crusaders. See, we can do both. We can we can criticize healthily, <laughs> and also say it was a, it was a wonderful season for Kirk. The eight fourth quarter comebacks were a blast, and uh, if you're feeling it in your heart, go to KirkCousins.org and pitch in five bucks, fifty bucks. On behalf of the Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily. KirkCousins.org. Tell them that uh, you're one of the Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily so they know where it's coming from. Any other final thoughts on Kirk there real quick before we get into non-Kirk stuff? For potential fairness in conversation, the one thing that I would say is I am on board with the Vikings. It's not just Kirk. I am on board with the Vikings starting to heavily turn things over. So, like, this is not just, a, well, Kirk's aging, but bring back everybody else. Yeah. Um, just to be very, very fair here, so that if this isn't just like a cousin's bashing, the attrition that's taking place is normal, it's natural, it's healthy, but it needs to take place. So it's not a, this, this is not just about the quarterback. This is yeah. about a lot of guys who, you know what, have done a lot of good, good things, and we've talked about them. But that's where you've got to start to turn the roster. Yep. All right, boys. Let's uh let's shout out our friends here, our new friends on Purple Daily, Athletic Greens, specifically AG One from Athletic Greens. I am so excited about this. In fact, I was t- Judd, I was talking to our mutual friend uh, Nadine Babu about five years ago because she was like, "What is the uh, what's the green drink that you always have in your hand?" There, I said, Athletic Greens, mm-hmm. AG One. 
it's 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 a game changer. Brain fog lifted, energy levels heightened. She goes, you should be an influencer for them. This is like five years ago. Well, Nadine, <laughs> your wish has come true. We are here to spread the word across Purple Daily Nation. Brain fog lifted. This is for me. Energy levels heightened. Helps with my gut health. Supports my immune system as well. I am dialed in, ready to unleash football takes for hours, whether you like it or not. Um, this is uh, this AG1, one scoop mixed in with your water in the morning or whenever, but for me it's in the morning, uh, gives me 75 high-quality ingredients, important daily nutrients to start your day. So if you're not, if you're like me, you're not that great always at just like eating the right amounts of vegetables or fruits or whatever it may be or, or vitamins. This is a huge game changer in the morning. I uh, had a couple people reach out, uh, Luke, this morning, asking again for the uh, the uh, Purple Daily special. So it's athleticgreens.com slash Purple Daily. Uh, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash Purple Daily. Athleticgreens.com slash Purple Daily. Uh, and a shout out to our friends over at Park Tavern. Are you wearing a Park Tavern hoodie right now? Oh uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Eat, drink, bowl, party at Park Tavern. Look at that. And there's the bowling right there. But what that doesn't show, show you is the two bars and the uh, banquet rooms and how much fun that you can have. Park Tavern, St. Louis Park, the official sports bar of Sports Dad. And you know what? This extends to group outings. I've been talking about this, but guys. This is your chance to be a hero at home. Wife's birthday, anniversary, kid's birthday. If somebody says, you know what? You know what, Dad? Handle that. I'm going to tell you right now. It's as simple as this. Parktavern.net, 952-929-6810. Cheryl and my my friends at Park Tavern will take care of you. It's fantastic. It's a great time. And we are talking big groups, 40, 50 people. They can handle it. Parktavern.net in the community for more than 42 years in St. Louis Park. Check it out, and perhaps you'll see Sports Dad sitting watching some sports at the corner of the bar, sipping on a surly. Go over there and slap old Sports Dad on the back. Don't hit me. Talk to me. Don't hit me. I'm old. Don't don't give me a slap on the back. I'm far too old for that. I might fall off the bar. Put her in the old ice. Okay, I could, yeah. We'll we'll bump fists, okay? I'm bumping fists now. Uh, Aza Arnold chimes in here. says, just want to say you guys make it fun being a Vikings fan. Thank you. Love you, Judd and Declan. You guys have inspired me to start my sports journalism career by writing articles for NFCNorthReport.com. Nice. Nice. All right. Go check out uh, loyal Purple Daily listener, Aza Arnold, NFCNorthReport.com. Yeah, Maya Mackey loves NFCNorthReport.com. Yeah, no, she's saying Nutrisource right now, you jerk. Yeah. We taught her uh, the word quiet earlier this week. Ooh. And uh, How's that the problem going? is like, uh, she bats about 500, I would there say. You go. Good luck with that. Stella extends her paw, her little paw <laughs> finger at, hey, pop, pop, quiet this. <laughs> Does Vinny know quiet? Uh, he knows stop. Yeah, he knows. He knows stop. He knows if uh, okay. I do the I do the massive Daniel, hey, I do one of those, and then he usually perks up pretty quick of, oh, crap, I did something okay. bad. Okay. I mean, yeah, Maya, we've kind of taught her now that quiet means you can just, like, stop, run up to us, and you may get a treat. So, um We'll see what happens. Uh, Kyle says, hey, guys, love the show. I'm 15 years old. I've been listening for about two years, so I figured it's about time I bring some reckless speculation to the show. Love it. Reckless speculation. Love when uh, people bring reckless speculation. I believe there's a quarterback with an elite ceiling who may be available for just a mid-round pick. He's talking about someone to sit behind Kirk Cousins here. 
Now, I understand the Vikings are already scarce on draft capital, but if everything goes well, the Vikings could have a fantastic transition to a quarterback of the future. Let Kirk play out the final year of his contract this year and go get former number two overall pick, Declan's guy, Zach Wilson. I had a feeling. I had Kirk a feeling is exactly coming. the type of presence Wilson's need, Wilson needs to sit behind, just a responsible decision maker with a good guy personality. There are reasons this guy was drafted over guys like Fields and Lance and with the right coaching that the Vikings now have. There's no better place for him to turn into what he was supposed to be. You guys may have to correct me on his trade value, but you could probably pull him for like a third or a fourth right now from the Jets. And the Jets have said publicly, we're looking for a veteran quarterback. So they have right. squashed his trade value. Yep. What do you th- What do you think about this? We talked about Trey Lance going yep. and getting Trey Lance. What about Zach Wilson? Well, I think that this falls in, into the category again of I'm sure that Kevin O'Connell is well studied on guys like Lance and Zach. And so if Kevin O'Connell says, you know what, there's something there. Now, I will say this in defense of Wilson, who has not been good. His head coach is a defensive guy, and his OC just got fired. Um, Mike LaFleur, Matt's brother, I believe. So, like, there is a fighting chance that some of this, if not a substantial part, is on coaching and lack of development. Um, so, like, if, if Wilson played for San Fran, Shanahan, would things be different, potentially? Yes. yes. So, so again, I will defer to if Kevin O'Connell says, Trey Lance, I can make this work and he's going to be great here. Same thing with Zach. This is where Kevin O'Connell plays the most important part because what I need to know is how much is poor development of the player and how, how much is just a straight whiff on what they thought his course yeah. might be. I don't know. It's probably a little of both, right? It's probably a little of both, but yep. the other conundrum, and we and we talked about this with Lance, is that these you know the further these guys get into their rookie deals, let's say you say, okay, you've saved them, and now they're a really good quarterback, but it's like kind of like yep. Daniel Jones. Oh, look, he's having a career year, and he, even his career year is very, it's much more Alex Smith than it is like uh, he's not throwing picks. Yes, yeah. So. You save him, he's incredible, but now he's going into year four with a fifth-year option that's going to be more expensive. Now you're confronting a contract extension that brings back the conversation from 30 minutes ago, which is, okay, now are you just paying? What if Zach Wilson, you coach him up to be the 11th best quarterback in the league, and now you have to pay him in like two years? Right. So that that, that is something to to consider with both Lance and Zach Wilson. But do I think Quasey, the way, the way he has operated already, Oh, Jalen Rager was a former uh, top 20 overall pick. That stock has fallen. Let's go buy low on that stock. Uh, Blacklock was another one. He thought like, oh, that guy's collecting dust. He was once more highly touted in the draft. Let's go get him. Um, Would he look at some of these former top five overall picks and say, yeah, wow, those were at one point not that long ago regarded as franchise quarterbacks, and you can get him now for a third-round pick? That's the type of trade he looks to make. Mm -hmm. So... We'll see. Yeah, he's been talked up a ton, too, with his coaching staff and general manager. So, like, it's not just him being a complete aloof. Like, I, I've seen a lot of the quotes from um, whether it's been, it's been Salah or the front office that he took a ton of time to learn the playbook. They simplified it with him. He's been talking with Aaron Rodgers on how to, how to do stuff, and Rodgers has even given him pointers. It's a really interesting situation. I think he's best served, to be honest, to stick there, to stay there and not have to learn a complete new system. That being said, though, I mean, the Jets are clearly going to be in line for a new QB1 
uh, this offseason, and then does Zach Wilson just want to sit behind that, or will he want out? Maybe I think the system is going to change, though, right? Oh. Hackett's going to put put in a system that True. is probably like what they did, but I don't know for sure how much. So Maybe he can install that Broncos system that worked really well this year. That's right. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers, that's right. That's right. The Hackett thing's a complete wash, man. Like, what's the point? Well, he does have. It's people kind of rag on him, but he actually helped coach Blake Bortles to his best season before Bortles was out of the league. Hackett does have a background of doing some good work with quarterbacks, and he's just not a head coach. So, I don't think you can clown his offensive coordinator career. I mean, everyone was raving about it, including us, a year ago. Yeah. We'll see. But the shine has worn off for sure. I was going to say, uh, yes, exactly right. Yeah. The shine is gone. Ryan Ajo says, love the show, but I have a question. You guys keep saying the offense is ready to roll, but I have to disagree. Huh. We were near the bottom of the league in rushing. I wonder if some of the bonehead play calls KOC made in short-yarded situations was a direct result of his lack of confidence in our running game. Now we don't even know who our running back will be. The interior offensive line was awful. We actually had less explosive plays this last year than 2021. The offense literally takes half the game off, and we desperately need a number two wide receiver that poses a downfield threat. I'd love to hear your thoughts. My, I agree with all that. My comeback to that would be, despite all those things, they were the eighth highest scoring offense in the NFL. So if you can tweak a thing here or there, get a number two wide receiver, um, maybe Ed Ingram takes a step forward in his second year in the NFL. There's The offensive bones are good, but yeah, you do need to fill some of these shortcomings. I'd be absolutely shocked if they don't improve substantially. Uh, the best point there to, to me, or the two best points, are the inexplicable inability to be consistent, which needs to change, and that's on the head coach. Like, that needs to be a, a, a focus right now until training camp starts. And the other thing is the run game. Um, and again, I hope O'Connell has learned from that. Like, I appreciate the, the fact that he did not run on third and 14 consistently, which drove us all crazy. Yeah. That being said, the run game was inexplicably bad. It shouldn't have been. Um, that that has to be tweaked as well. And I don't care who the back is. I don't care if it's Dalvin Cook or some slappy plan at St. Thomas right now who they take in the seventh round. So that's pretty needs, good. Pretty that good. Need, yes, they are. And we, of course, uh, are the, the home of St. Thomas football at 1500 ESPN. But <laughs> the fact is, like, I am expecting big improvement there. Uh, jury's out to me about the defense. The jury should not be out about what the offense has to improve. And if it doesn't, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah I would say on the offensive side, um, Regardless of the running back and the words of the uh, great Marin Morris, bones are good. The rest don't matter. I mean, the the, the bones of this offense is solid. You got you got your quarterback established. You got your tackles. You got your star wide receiver. You got a great tight end. And I wouldn't say the running back is completely irrelevant. You need some type of guy with burst and speed. But yeah, Dalvin Cook is still a, a capable back. And whether they move on from him or not, I'm I'm still fine with whoever is basically running this offense because the rest of the offense is pretty much established. It would be nice to see at some point. And, uh, again, a, a cheap plug for Trenches with Boone that posted this morning. The YouTube version gives you the film breakdown for the second half. And we went over some Niners offensive plays, some, some Eagles offensive plays, Bengals. But specifically, the Niners, what they do, they have such interchangeable parts on offense. They will literally sit there. They'll run 
for instance, 21 personnel, two running backs. Really, it's it's a running back, and then Juszczyk technically could be classified as either a tight end or a or a running back. Um, but they'll run two wide receivers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, versatile blocking pass-catching tight end, and then these two sort of Swiss Army knife fullback and, and running backs. They'll run the same play 10 times and a half, the same formation, and just move the chess pieces. Debo's in the backfield on this play with Kittle in motion. On the next play, McCaffrey's in the backfield with Ayuk in motion, right? And they can that is the illusion of complexity. Where they can literally they could hand it to anyone on a jet sweep. They could fake two handoffs and throw a play action to George Kittle. I think the Vikings thought they would be able to do more of that. They thought maybe Thielen would have more burst. They thought maybe Dalvin could be used in more multiple ways. Um at the beginning of the year, they thought maybe Irv Smith, but then he gets hurt. And so how can they become more Swiss Army knife on offense the way that Kevin O'Connell envisioned? And some of it is it's less about quarterback and more about skill position players or less about offensive line and more about who's your Debo Samuel Swiss Army knife guy. Yeah, you know what? Draft well. Draft well and, right. plug, and plug and play. That's the thing. Plug and play. Like, I'm not – I'm willing to be patient with this draft class, which, by the way, might be a bust, but it's Quasi's first draft class. A year from now – we better not be saying, well, the 23 draft class, just wait till 25. Like in this league now, you need to maximize contracts and athletic ability, okay? So find a way. I don't want to hear, well, he's young, he's learning. You know, Lewis Seen couldn't play because you know what I want? I want to see the damn guy on the field. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at the teams that are playing mid to late round picks. Uh, and it doesn't mean that your whole draft class has to be a home run, but if we're going to go, and we should, if we're going to be watching positionless offensive football, that does mean drafting the right guys and playing them. Find the Percy's, find those guys, and play them. Don't be like, well, we couldn't play them. You know, we we had to play Dalvin. Did you really all the time? It just yeah, it drives, I, yeah. you know it drives me a little bit nuts because I'm watching these really good, athletic, skilled, fast guys, and then you know they're, they're trotting out guys closer to my age. Yeah. Uh, John chimes in here, says, absolutely love Purple Daily. was turned on to the show by a fellow season ticket holder who advised me to listen to you guys instead of the radio station Fluff Fest, and I'm glad I did. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, John. Well, I was one of those who was glad when we brought Kirk in, in hindsight, uh, is in fact 2020. Imagine if we had gone forward with Case Keenum for one or two more years. I don't know that that would have worked out well either. I think it's kind of a magic carpet ride, but... He wouldn't have demanded more than 16 to $18 million a year, and that's the very high end. Imagine the defense, interior offensive line, depth everywhere we could have been enjoying. We most likely would have regressed a bit from the 2017 run, which we did anyways with Kirk, which is a good point. We would have built a team that most likely resembles San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Dallas right now. Teams that have a collection of great players that allows the middle of the pack quarterbacks to win games. We would have also perhaps drafted Jalen Hurts since he was available for us to draft at the time because he wouldn't have had Kirk under contract. The at least we got to the playoffs, Vikings fans are useful idiots that our owners adore. The Vikings fans need to collectively demand excellence over relevance. This team ruins my life every season. John, John, it's going to be okay. But you know what? (laughs) You're not entirely wrong. But you bring up, so you broach this like um, different reality of what could have t- taken place if they'd, you know, potentially re-signed Case, which I agree would not have worked. I mean, Zimmer, he drove Zimmer crazy. Yeah. I mean, beyond Teddy, Zimmer hated quarterbacks. Let's just get that that clear. But let's um 
Let's back up to one very important thing that gets forgotten in Vikings lore, because I think it's an, an incredibly key piece to the puzzle of the conversation. And it's this. I believe that in 2017, Pat Shermer had maybe the best offensive coordinator season I ever saw from a Vikings OC. Yeah. If you remember how that offense operated with Case, while Zim was bitching and moaning, <laughs> Pat Shermer was basically doing an unbelievable job. Yeah. And because of that, he got, it didn't work, the head coaching job with the Giants, okay? Classic coordinator, not a head coach guy. Exactly. Right? But you know what? Nonetheless, him leaving was going to have an adverse effect if Case stayed. So, like, this is all great. And if you could have told me, all right, you're going to re-sign Case pretty cheap, Shermer staying, I might have said, you know, that might have been the smart play. Although, just to self-report, and I think we all did, we were excited about the Cousins signing at that time. Agreed. So I'm not, I, it was, so, I thought it was the right move. So time. did I. So yeah. did I. But but my point is, if you're going if you're going to go back and change history, you need to leave Shermer here. Otherwise, I think Case would, would have started to struggle and flounder for sure, and he might have with Shermer as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think. I think the options would have been if instead of the big move for Cousins, which again that was probably the right move, even in hindsight, just go add that more reliable quarterback. It didn't work. It didn't mesh with Zimmer. The real crime was not having your head coach on board, too. If you're going to make a big franchise-altering signing like that and your head coach that you have trusted to bring you to a certain point organizationally, your head coach that had the credibility of building the number one defense in the league in a 13-win team NFC Championship game, when you consult him, he's like, guys, I don't know about this. I don't know if it fits the team, the, my, my personality, and you railroad that opinion. And Mike Zimmer wound up digging his own grave, sort of, um, which maybe isn't the right, you know, based on what he's gone through, uh, way to phrase it. I think him not adapting to the situation is what ultimately led to him getting let go. But, like, why would you as a front office ignore the wishes of the head coach that brought you to an NFC championship game in that spot? It's it's pretty incredible when you look back. Especially when he goes to the uh, the podium at the Combine and sends out a public warning flare. Don't do it, yeah. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like this, we heard Zimmer said this internally. He literally yeah. went up there and gave a speech about why he didn't want that. But anyway, right. um, I will go to my grave personally saying I don't think that the case thing would have worked. Yeah, Like, I don't think 18 would have been a – I think that team was going to still be competitive and good. But it's not like it was going to be, oh, Case signed a three-year extension, and now it's going to click. They, I think that he was going to drop off. They might have still won eight games. They won, the, they won eight oh, games. Yeah. Into the, they might have still won eight games, yeah. case, but it wouldn't, yeah. Um, Dex, how can people have more fun watching football this Sunday? Uh, or they, golf. Hell, golf is Yeah, well, I got, I, I got some parlays. I got, I got some, uh, some slips that, uh, that I've locked in for this weekend. But also, my guy uh, Craig sent me this one. It was a basketball parlay, a five-item guy. He sent me this on Friday morning. And uh, it was one of his first times using Underdog Fantasy, a five-item parlay for a nice little $100 payout, nice little fun weekend now lined up for our guy, Craig. You can join Underdog Fantasy with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R. They'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Yeah, you can mix some NBA in with uh, Championship Weekend, maybe some PGA in with some, uh, with some Championship Weekend parlays as well. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app. Also... I hear her on the outside of the door here throughout the show wondering, where's my... Like, no, we just gave you Nutrisource like nope. two hours ago. Hey. Maya. Where are you? 
but she loves the chicken and rice from Nutrisource, and it helps keep her gut and digestion system in place. Judd, I uh, I know that uh, Stella also loves Nutrisource, the treats too. Absolutely, yep. In fact, there she is with her uh, training rewards treats because she is a Nutrisource puppy girl through and through. She loves the food, breakfast. Dinner, treats at noon. Guess who's always politicking because she wants her Nutrisource any time of day. And here's the best part. She's 12, recently went to the vet, and they said, you know what? Stella's in great shape. She's doing great. And that is that that makes Dawn and I very happy. Nutrisource works for Stella, and it works for us, and we have a peaceful home. NutrisourcePetFoods.com NutrisourcePetFoods.com I've thought about scooping some for myself the way that Maya likes it so much. Yeah. They advise, just let your Tell me how it tastes. Yeah, let us know. (laughs) Get back to us Mm -hmm. on that. (laughs) Pour a little almond milk in there. Stella would get so mad if I literally took her food Oh, if Vinny, uh-huh. if Vin, if I pour the bowl of, of food and Vinny doesn't eat it right away, what I a trick I do is I'm not exaggerating. I put it up and I pretend bah, 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 I pretend to eat it, and then he gets pissed, and then he's <laughs> and then he goes and finishes off his 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 breakfast or his dinner. Very territorial. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do that with my wife too. Yeah. Are you gonna eat the is rest? You gonna eat the rest of that? Huh? huh? Yeah, but then you do take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, thanks for hanging out with us on this Feedback Friday edition of Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We'll see you guys tomorrow.